Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real phony gon' recognize, still, still recognize with. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. Go go for mine, I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama, 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 put this show 
on last Monday. Uh, the vote was on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, the vote was on Tuesday. We did a special show on Monday when we uh, we actually read off what the marriage amendment does and uh, what the marriage amendment stood for. And we also read off what the marriage amendment would not do, by the way. For some of you folks out there who, who don't realize uh, what the marriage amendment won't do, you know, I've I seen a lot of people spend a lot of time talking about what the marriage amendment could do. C-O-U-L-D, could do. Uh, I've read a lot of different things out there, uh, and we're talking about the North Carolina Marriage Amendment, by the way, because I, I don't know what's going on in some other states. I know what's going on here in North Carolina, and I know what the Marriage Amendment is not. So, you know, that's what we read off. That's what we were talking about, and that's what we addressed, you know, and, and there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, NAACP had their own uh, their own breakdown or analysis, if you will, of what uh, – the marriage amendment could do. And, uh, you know, the, there's a lot of people who got the information from that. Um, the, the ACLU actually had their version of what the marriage amendment could do as well. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of people sending me messages or calling me or, or emailing, texting, you name it, uh, even coming to see me for the, for the fact of that matter. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people talking about this marriage amendment on, on the premise of what they read online, what they Spirituality all day, and you'll love it. By the time you leave, you're gonna feel good. 
We can talk about that all day. But this marriage amendment has nothing to do with that for 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 the relationship that you and I have. For me, it could mean everything, and and you know, it's, it could mean for me, it could mean all in or not, and it does. You know, on, on one respect, but I know I owe it. I owe it to all you listeners out there, and to people who don't even listen to the show, who just kick it with me, just ask me questions. People that I deal with, that I talk to, you know, I, I feel like I owe it to all you guys because some of you don't believe like I do, and that's that's fine if that's how you believe. That's cool. You know, do you? It may not be cool, but that's that. You know, do what you do. And I'm not here to tell you how to believe and what to believe. I'm telling you what feels right, what's right in my mind, and what is right according to me. But Everybody doesn't kick it like that. Everybody doesn't chop, chop it up like that. So, and, and a lot of you guys who listen to the show, we don't chop it up like that. A lot of you, you know, we're on a we're on a very uh, social media basis. <laughs> you know, I'm the social media friend of yours. I, you know, you may not know me personally, you may not even like me, but you know, I show you nothing but love. And, and you know, according to this marriage amendment, that you know prevented same-sex marriage in North Carolina, you know, despite how, how folks feel, despite how they voted, for me, it's still nothing but love to you. I got nothing, nothing but love for you, baby. I got nothing but love for you, baby. Y'all got to Google that. Heavy D, look that up. Heavy D, I got nothing but love for you. But anyway, <laughs> I got nothing but love for you. So, you know, I, don't take it personal. And if you do, fine, so be it. That's your business. Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's not personal for me. I don't hate gay people. I do not hate homosexuals. You know what I mean? At at all, what whatsoever. Um, I, I know a lot of homosexual people. I love a lot of homosexual people out there. Friends of mine, good friends of my family too. You know, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, when it comes to voting on our government allowing same-sex marriage by the powers invested of them, I can't agree with that because, first of all, I don't even agree with the powers invested by them, you know, legalizing uh, heterosexual marriage. I couldn't even hardly get that out. I'm so pissed out about that. If I had my vote on that, they would not be ordaining uh, heterosexual marriage. You know, I don't feel like my wife and I should have had to go to or get a permit, you know, to justify, solidify our love. I, I don't feel like we should have had to do that. I don't feel like anybody should have to do that. For the fact that that matter, but I'm smart enough and I'm educated enough and I keep up with enough things to know and to realize that this marriage amendment was so not about same-sex marriage. So not about same-sex marriage. And say, you know, I I know some people saying, well, well, what was it about then? What what is it then? If it wasn't about same-sex marriage, what it? Listen, you got to understand what what what's taking place here in in this country, folks. A lot of what's taking place here in this country is the fact that the institutions and organizations and individuals want to overthrow the law currently for which it stands. So this marriage amendment was just a doorway. All the all the amendment did was solidify what was already law that nobody barked about. Frankly, if the president wasn't running for re-election, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Let me just keep it real in North Carolina. I didn't hear about it in 1992. We didn't hear about it in 1996. And I think there was another bill sometime in 2000, maybe 2002. I could have that wrong. But I didn't hear about it when it was law, when it was when it was voted to be law. Or when it was introduced that it would be law. You didn't hear people weren't marching. They weren't. See, this is a, this is a political thing, folks. This this is politics. People are using you, and they're using your emotions, and they're using your feelings for outrage, and they're using it to get your vote. It's true. If it wasn't true, ask yourself this. Why, why would Barack Obama, why would President Obama take it upon himself to come out and say, hey, you know what? I'm for same-sex marriage. Why Why would he do that? Why would he take that position about North Carolina? It, somebody think, I want you to think about that. Why did the president come out publicly and speak about the law of North Carolina? Why did he do that? Number one, North Carolina is a battleground state. That's number one. Number two is, 
you got to understand that Barack Obama knows like I know and knows like a whole lot of you know and a whole lot of Republicans know, a whole lot of independents, conservatives, you name it. Everybody already knows that President Barack Obama is going to get the daggone black vote. I'm sorry. You don't like to hear it. People don't like to deal with it. But here it is. There it is. I'm serving it up to you. Happy Mother's Day on a silver platter. He don't care what you don't believe, black folks. He already knows that you're going to vote for him. That's why he can come out and make such a strong and, and make a strong stance and take a strong stance like he did. Because he's trying to get the gay vote, the homosexual vote. Yeah. Come on, don't be stupid. Don't be naive, y'all. Don't be naive about what's really going on out here. He didn't have to take that position, but he did. Now ask yourself, why would he? There's a lot of people in North Carolina going, you know what? I can't believe the president did that. Oh, I thought he was a, I thought he was a man of Christ. And like, man, the dude, he, he's never been a man of God. He's never been a man of Christ. And I ain't really here to talk about that. But he's never been a man of Christ. He never, man, y'all, y'all got to pay attention. Stop being so naive, man. Stop looking at this thing as it's a Democrat and Republican fight or Republican introduced the same-sex marriage amendment, so they must hate gay. Stop looking at it like that. This thing is political, folks. Keep loving homosexual people if you love them. Keep showing them love. Keep showing them attention. And, and get and get out of this stuff, man. Get out of this ridiculous bickering. It's not about that. This is political, so you got to understand what's going on. They're using you guys, they're using the citizens and their emotions to turn them against each other so they can start arguing about what's right and what's wrong about marriage. But at the end of the day, what's ultimately wrong about marriage in the United States is that the government counsels or that the government legalizes marriage in the first place. So if this was really about marriage, it would be homosexuals and, yes, and, folks, conclusive Inclusive, excuse me, and heterosexual people together, together to, let me say it again, together homosexuals and heterosexuals together would be challenging the law that makes marriage legal according to the government, period. If it was really about marriage, that's what we would be addressing. See, what I'm going to do, I'm going to need you to get your head out the sand. That's what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to start reading legislation instead of the ACLU and the NAACP's websites and all these Democratic blogs and the CNN and the MSNBC and the Fox. I'm going to need you to get off the TV and get out in the neighborhoods and start talking to people because this is where we need to make the real difference at. This is where our challenges are. In the neighborhoods. I'm going to need you to get your head out the sand. What I'm going to need y'all to do, instead of instead of going crazy and, and typing your life away about the homosexual marriage amendment, or I'm sorry, about the marriage amendment, I'm going to need you guys to get out there. And when you're in the supermarkets, I'm going to need you to start speaking to people. Hello, how you doing to the person that's right there in your face? I'm going to need you to stop turning your nose up to people. I'm going to need you to start telling some of these kids that, hey, you're wrong. You're a child. You're wrong. You need to pay attention to what your parents tell you. You need to listen to what an adult tell you. You need to get your mouth out of the conversation that adults are having. See, I'm going to need you guys to start getting responsible about what's really going on and stop paying attention to all this this nonsense that creates separation between each other, between people. I'm going to need you guys to start paying attention and realize that this marriage amendment was in protection that nobody and no private institution and no small group of people could overturn the law, what's already law. That's what I'm going to need you to do. I'm going to need you to pay attention. I don't like wearing a seatbelt. I've got several seatbelt tickets. Why should I have to wear a seatbelt? That's to all the folks out there that say, oh, marriage is a human right. Marriage is a right. My kids can't get married if they want to. Marriage is not a right. Not when you got to go get a piece of paper that's legal, that's legislated by a certain age. There's an age requirement according to marriage. Hello. There's a document that's entitled before you can get married. Hello. 
how many rights are protected by a document that you have to go get signed and you have to be a certain age to, to, to be protected by? See, I'm going to need you guys to start paying attention. But like I was saying, I don't like wearing a seatbelt. I don't. I do not like wearing a seatbelt. Not at all. I don't like it. Thank God for them, but I just don't like it. So isn't it my human right to live or die? Isn't isn't it my human right to to make the decision whether if I want to wear this seatbelt or not? Why should the law make me wear a seatbelt? Since we want to get, I'm 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 stooping down to your level right here, folks. If you don't realize what's going on, I'm, as they say, I'm getting on your level, as the kids can say. So I'm getting on your level for a minute. You know, why should I have to wear a seatbelt, and why should I have to pay a ticket? Because I didn't wear a seatbelt if it's for my individual safety and my and it's my human right to make that decision. So let's overturn the law. I'm sure the automakers will be happy. It's less materials that they have to make. And by the way, while we're at it, since it's my since it's my human right, and I and the law should not legislate seatbelts. I want my money back for the tickets that I paid for. That's right. You need to reimburse me. Because that law is wrong to start with. See, I'm getting on your level. And this is what happens when we get on your level for and when we start trying to protect a small percentage of people according to what they want. See, I'm not talking about your human rights. We're not talking about civil rights. We're talking about just a mere fact of something, a lifestyle that people choose and that they want and that they want protected. And they expect you to get on their level and you need to fight for this because this is what we want. And we don't care if they got to change the level. Well, I don't want to wear a daggone seatbelt no more. And I want my money back for paying for those seatbelts. And I know there's a small percentage of people out there that agree with me. So everybody out there who agrees to wear seatbelts and who, like me, was saved by a seatbelt, life was saved by a seatbelt, Forget what y'all saying. Forget it. See, what I need you guys to do is pay attention to what's really going on out here. To what's really going on out here in the nation. I'm going to need you to pay attention to what the president is telling you guys over and over and over. That he wants this to be a socialist state. That he wants things to be controlled by the government. You can't tell. If you can't tell, you ain't paying attention. If you can't tell, you fail, by the way. See, I'm not in this for a hate Barack Obama thing. I'm in this for a protect American citizens thing. Protect our civil liberties type of thing. For real. And I ain't talking about homosexual marriage either. Going to a commercial. When I come back, happy Mother's Day, by the way, before I went on that tangent. See, I went all off script. And it it wasn't even I wasn't even supposed to talk about this stuff, man. I, I was just sharing with you guys that uh, that you know this has been this has been a heck of a week down here in North Carolina. That's all I was sharing with you guys, and just you know just letting you know where I am, man, in, in you know where I am in my own space. Shout out to Dan Forrest, man. For you guys out there that don't know North Carolina Lieutenant Governor running to be North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, uh, we're in a runoff right now. So I just want to give a special shout out to my man Dan Forrest, and I want to let all you entrepreneurs out there know, all you individualists out there know, all you poor folks out there, you rich folks, you, you working class folks. I want to let you guys know that Dan Forrest is the man. This this is the man that we want to elect. This is the man that North Carolina needs at Lieutenant Governor. This is who I want. I don't want another politician. I don't want. I, I want a businessman. Somebody who understands what it means to go to work, come home, and have to take care of their family. I, I want a business guy who's been successful at business, who understands what it means to have free choice in education, who understands for what it means for the citizens to understand what a lieutenant governor does. You've never seen anybody run a platform like that before. Dan Forrest came on the scene and taught people, showed them everything, even in script, danforrest.com, even in script, He's shown people what it takes to be a lieutenant governor and exactly what the job is for a lieutenant governor in North Carolina or any state for that matter. So for all you guys out there who never knew or still don't know what a lieutenant governor does, log on to DanForest.com. 
com. If you can't spell Forrest, you are on the wrong show. By now, you should know. Shout out to Dan Forrest. Hit him up on Twitter, at Dan Forrest. NC. And you can also hit us up on Twitter while you're there at KIRP Radio Show. And please hit your boy Pudgy up on Twitter at NC Pudgy, baby. We're doing our thing. I definitely want to give a B-I-G shout out. Hold on. Stop the music for a second. Stop. 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 Stop, stop the music. I know we got to go to commercial, but just stop it. Listen. I want to give a B.I.G. shout out. Almost choke. This must be real important. I want to give a B.I.G. shout out to everybody out there who got Twitter pages, to all the fans out there, to all the listeners. This is a double B, double I, double G, double G, double G. Sound like my kids when they were little. Double G. Shout out to my girl at Conservative Diva on Twitter. I want you guys to add her, man. Look her up. This is a very beautiful woman. She's always doing a thing. B.I.G. shout out to her, man. She showed us so, so, so much love. So much love. So I definitely want to take the time and stop the music and give her a B.I.G. shout out. We definitely appreciate what she does. Conservative Diva, we definitely appreciate what you do and all the love that you show us, man. It is so, so, so appreciated. I mean, you go so hard, man, and I really I really appreciate you doing that for us and holding this down. You can bring the music back now. I know we got to go to the commercial, but anyway... Um, listen, if you're listening by phone, hit us up, KIRPRadioShow.com. That's the web address. You can listen to all the replays of the show. You'll see a player. You got to get through the flash player first, but you'll see a show player that plays the show around the clock, 24 hours a day. When we come back, we're going to go to Alan West. Excuse me, Alan West addressing the nation. Man, I, I'm, it's, I've been tasting that cookout food we cooked for my baby. Happy Mother's Day to my baby. My wife, happy Mother's Day to you, baby. Happy Mother's Day to my mom and my mother-in-law and all the other mothers out there, my stepmother, my grandmother, all you other mothers. Sonny, happy Mother's Day to you, baby. Happy Mother's Day to LaVonda. Everybody out there who holding us down, show us mad love. You rocking with the KIRPRadioShow.com, WMMG's number one black conservative show online, southeastern United States with well over 3.5 million voters, baby. That's how we do it. B.I.G. in my book. You know that's the catchphrase, and that's what I do. If you guys are on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. When we come back, Colonel Allen West addresses the nation in Southern California. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back after these messages. thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. All your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919 426 
919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times. I've traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration? This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around. And I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. Run, Forrest, run! Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. America, the NFL, and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Never would have made it. Never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. I can say Never would have made it Never could have made it 
would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me, and I can say I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better, much better. When I look back over all your promises. Welcome back to the KIRP Radio Show, baby. Want to give a shout-out to everybody out there who's rocking with us as normal, who rocks with us every week, man, come through, showing us a lot of love on the show. We definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with us. For anybody out there who's listening on the phone, hit us up online, KIRPRadioShow.com. That's the official website. You guys know that's where you can hit us up at every week. Same time, same place. Although today we started an hour early, uh, in honor of Mother's Day, so shout out to all the mothers out there on this beautiful, wonderful Mother's Day. Definitely want to show love to all you ladies out there, and I, I appreciate all the ladies out there for rocking with us, too. You can also hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P Radio Show, and uh, that's where we do it. You know, we, we leave some comments on there, and we, you know, try to keep you guys updated with what's going on. And uh, a lot of times when I'm on there, I'm so far behind. But my crew, they do a good time of taking care of us. So, you know, hit us up on there. Let us let us know what you think about the show. Leave your comments. And uh, we interact on there. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter. Our Twitter is at KIRP Radio Show. And uh, my personal is at NC Pudgy. You know, we interact with people on there from all various backgrounds, from all walks of life. And, uh, you know, you, you guys know my motto, man. Speak to somebody, say hello to somebody, strike a conversation, because to me, that's the doorway. And, uh, you know, that's that's how we get in each other's lives, and that's how we do positive things for, to each other and, and help each other out. So definitely I challenge all you guys to get out there and start speaking, saying hello, and interacting with each other. We got to get out of our comfort zones, folks. Get out of the boxes. You know, you can't only speak to the people who look like you. You can't only speak to the people you feel most comfortable with. You, you want to speak to everybody. You want to say hello. You know, how you doing? And you can keep it moving. I'm not saying, you know, hold a long, two-hour-long conversation. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, when when you look at somebody directly in the face and you're walking past them, you know, don't turn your nose up or don't turn away from them. Just, you know, just give a, 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 a light, hello, how are you? You know, or have a good day or God bless you either. You know, I'm not afraid to say God, God bless you to anybody. So, you know, shout out to all the people out there who are taking upon that challenge in their lives and who are doing those things. Um, you know, we changed the show at the last minute because of an email that we just got that we just received with uh, actually Colonel Colonel Allen West um, addressed the nation today in uh, Southern California, and uh, he, he also addressed mothers. Uh, he was in, in there. He was there in support of the defense bill and uh, in, in support of another senator. But uh, and, and I'm not actually sure who that is right this minute, so I'm just letting you guys know that I'm not endorsing anybody. I'm not endorsing Alan West. I'm not endorsing anybody he's endorsing. I'm just merely playing this interview, because, um, this speech, because he said some wonderful things in there that I solely agree with wholeheartedly. So shout out to Colonel Alan West, man. I really appreciate what you do, brother. You're doing big things, man, and we all have our own lanes. So, you know, we'll get in our lanes and we'll do our things and we'll, our, the destination will be at the same place. And I hope that's in rescuing our nation, protecting our nation, and keeping this nation as great as it is. I don't want to change America fundamentally. I want to keep America where she is, but I want America to be a little bit more responsible, and I want the individuals in America to definitely be more responsible. So uh, with all that said, here's uh, here's Larry Elder actually uh, introducing uh, Colonel Allen West. I hope you guys enjoy. Happy Mother's Day. Gentleman is running by the name of President Barack Obama for re-election. Who's that? Oh, who's that? <laughs> and the choice is: do we want four more years of more taxing, more regulation, more spending, or, or do we want four years of somebody who believes that individuals know better how to spend their own money, how to spend their own time? Liberty. Yeah. I've got a new book coming out uh, in November. It's called Dear Father, Dear Son, and it's about my relationship with my dad. Uh, my dad was born in the Jim Crow South during the Great Depression, or shortly before the Great Depression. Doesn't know who his mother, is, his biological father is. He was raised by a woman whom he thought was his mother. He found out from a kid in the neighborhood that it was his grandmother. My father had a mother who had a series of boyfriends. The longest one in his life was a man named Elder. 
They never married. He was an alcoholic who abused his mother physically and abused him physically. And one day my father came home from school. He was making too much noise for my grandmother's then boyfriend, and she kicked him out of the house. He left when he was 13, never returned home. He went to the neighbor, neighbor by neighbor by neighbor to try and find something to do. Somebody hired him to clean the yard. He was then promoted to cook. He became a Pullman porter on the trains. At the time, it was the largest private employer uh, of blacks. And my father traveled all over the country, had a chance to come to California one time. And because of the weather and because of how friendly people were, he thought maybe someday he might relocate to California. World War II breaks out. My father joins the Marines. He's stationed on the island of Guam when they dropped the bombs in Hiroshima. He comes back to the South to get a job now as a cook. He was a cook in the service. He was promoted to sergeant. He goes to restaurant after restaurant after restaurant, and they tell him, we can't hire you because you have no references. That was their way of saying, we're not going to hire you because you're black. My father then goes to an unemployment office. He walks in the door. The woman tells him he went through the wrong door. He goes out in the hall. He sees colored only. He goes through that door to the very same woman. My father then told my mother, whom he just married, this is BS, except he used language a little more colorful than that. And I'm going to California. I'm going to get a job as a cook, and I'll send for you. He comes out to California, goes around for a day, day and a half. Sorry, sir, you have no references. He then goes to an unemployment office. They have no job. He says, what time do you open? She says, 8 o'clock. What time do you close? She said, 5. My dad said, I will be here at 8. I will be there at 5 until you find something. He sat there for a day and a half. She calls him up. She says, sir, I have something. I'm not sure you want to do it. My dad said, what is it? She says, you'll be working as a janitor. You'll be cleaning toilets. My father says, of course I want it. He worked at that company for 10 years full-time, took a second full-time job as a janitor, cooked for a family on the weekends, went to night school three nights a week to get his GED. I never yeah. saw a human being work that hard. And my father, despite, despite his hardship, despite the abuse he took and the stories he could tell, my father always said, hard work wins. The country is very different from the one I grew up in. You get out of life what you put into it. And no matter how hard you work, things are going to go bad. And your mother and I will know whether or not we raised a man based on how you respond to those bad things. My father was a Republican. Yeah. And my father believed that the Democratic Party was a party of handouts. That's how he put yep. it. The Republican Party was a party of you get what you earn. We have an election, as I mentioned. And half the country believes that you can tax and spend your way out of a recession. And half the country believes, as Ronald Reagan did, that the more you take from America, the less you leave in the pockets of people that know what to do with the money and can invest it in a productive and humane way. There is a notion that our Judeo-Christian values mandate a government-set-up welfare state. I just had a father on my program, Father Robert Sirico. He's president of the Acton Institute. It's a libertarian, free-think market. And he said that the corrupt reading of the scripture isn't it fascinating how when people, for example, oppose gay marriage based on scripture, you're called a bigot. On the other hand, they challenge you to set up a government welfare state based on scripture. <laughs> you explain that one to me. I'll leave you with this last story. I was blessed with parents that believed in this country and believed in the work ethic, even though they could tell you stories that would make you angry. And my mother and father often told us the stories when we were in our 30s and 40s, and I one time said, Mom, why didn't you tell me this when I was younger? She said, it happened to me. It didn't happen to you. It happened at a different time. I don't want you to grow up bitter. Yeah. We read a poem one day in my class. It went something like this. While riding, while riding through old Baltimore, so young and full of glee, I saw a young Baltimorean keep a looking straight at me. Now, I was young and very small, and he was no whit bigger. So I smiled, but he poked out his tongue and called me nigger. I saw the whole of Baltimore from May until September. Of all the things that happened there, that's all that I remember. Well, I was pissed off. Everybody was pissed off. Teacher was pissed off. Class was pissed off. Everybody's angry. I go home angry. I walk in the house, I'm angry. I said, Mom, we read a poem in class. I want to get your reaction to it. She said, sure, what is it? I said, it goes like this. While riding through old Baltimore, so small and full of glee, I saw a young Baltimorean keep a looking straight at me. Now, I was young and very small, and he was no whit bigger. And so I smiled, but he poked out his tongue call me nigger. I saw the whole of Baltimore from May until September. Of all the things that happened there, that's all that I remember. My mother took the spoon out of the pot, turned to me, and she said, Larry, too bad 
he let something so trivial spoil his vacation. God bless you. God bless America. God bless Congressman Duncan King, Congressman Ellen West. Let's take the White House back. Yeah. Before Congressman McKeithlin did, I'd like to have an invocation from Pastor Cosman. I did this out of order, Pastor. That he deserves. Colonel Allen West. It's about empowering the American people. It's about setting the right type of tax 
and regulatory policies so that we can grow our businesses, so that we can reward individual industrialism and entrepreneurship, so that we can pass on. Just like this beautiful winery that we're at, that will be passed on to another generation. But if you're not careful, next January, the largest tax increase that this country has ever seen will occur. Yeah. If we're not careful, the death tax will go from 35% to 55%. The exemption level will go from $5 million down to $1 million. How are we supposed to pass on the greatness of this country if we're destroying it today? America is $15.6 trillion in debt, heading towards $16 trillion in debt. And if you read the president's fiscal year 2013 budget, he wants to add another $10 trillion to it. He wants to take us to $26 trillion. And ladies and gentlemen, when you start to think about adding on things such as Fannie and Freddie, our debt is out of control. Our deficits are out of control. You know, if I hear President Obama say one more time, we don't want to go back to the policies of old, well, i got to tell him something. The largest deficit for President Bush was $500 billion. The largest deficit for President Obama was $1.42 trillion. The smallest deficit for President Obama was $1.29 trillion. I'd be happy to go back to a $500 billion deficit. the economy of the United States of America. We have to unleash the American spirit and not harness it. We cannot look toward the government to promote economic dependency instead of economic freedom. But that's the path that we're on. When you look at what our gas prices have become, when President Obama came into office, it was $1.84 average across the United States of America. Yeah, that's right. Now, I'm not a real smart guy. And everyone keeps talking about gas prices are dropping and getting lower. It is still $3.80 something cents all across this country. Until it gets back down to a buck 84, we will not be satisfied that President Obama is a failure. That's right. If we don't seek to develop the full spectrum of our energy resources, which means that we can get Americans back to work our oil, our natural gas, our coal, our nuclear, biofuels, all the way down to the renewables. But we cannot have an ideological agenda that has resulted in five solar companies going bankrupt. Yes. And I think you know about one of them out here. <laughs> We're wasting the American taxpayer dollar because this administration wants to be able to pick the winners and the losers in the marketplace, and that is not part of our free market principles. That is not why we have the greatness of this country. Mm -hmm. Our small businesses are suffering. When you look at Dodd-Frank and what it has done to our small community banks, it is destroying them. That's the lifeblood for our small businesses. Mm -hmm. They need to access the capital, but it's not there. I don't want to see the capital of the United States of America leaving just the same as they're going to do in France because he wants to tax the top income brackets at 75%. Yeah. What happens here in the United States of America when your marginal taxation is anywhere from 70 to 75%? This is what they don't understand. The top 1% of wage earners in the United States of America pay 38% of federal income taxes. The top 5% pay 58%. The top 25% of wage-earning households in America pay 86% of federal income taxes. But there's 47% of those wage-earning households that are paying zero. We right now are on a ship of state, and only one half is rowing. And when you only have one half rowing on a boat or on a ship, go around in circles. And that means that we're just going to run out of energy. Because the failure of a centralized government plan economy has always been that the producers stop producing. And it was Margaret Thatcher who said, socialism works very well until you run out of other people's money. Yeah.
do you want your children to say you left for them? Do you want a bankrupt country? Do you want a country that not only do they have to go to Saudi Arabia or Venezuela, they may have to go to China for energy resources. Instead of all the blessings that God has given us right here in this incredibly bountiful country that we call these United States of America, it is about truly passing on something better. But let me tell you why I'm really here. I'm really here to support a man. And I don't say that willy-nilly, because I'm just an old, hardcore, combat paratrooper. And we don't give up our support to just any old body. But our national security is so important. Mm -hmm. Right now, what are people talking about in our country? They're talking about gay marriage. They're talking about some $15 million party that got thrown down the road in Los Angeles. But what they're not talking about is the fact that we're about to decimate our United States military. Yeah, that's right. We're about to take our military's ground forces down to a level that it has not been since 1940. We're about to take the United States Navy down to a position that it has not been since 1915. We're about to take the United States Air Force to its smallest level since we created the United States Air Force. And there is only one person that is talking about this. As Chairman Buck McKean. The President is not talking about it. The Vice President is not talking about it. The Senate Majority Leader is not talking about it. The Speaker of the House is not talking about it. The House Majority Leader is not talking about it. The only champion that my brothers and sisters still in uniform, my nephew who is still in uniform has, is this man right back here. Sequestration does not go through. If sequestration goes through, ladies and gentlemen, Katie barred the door. The world is a more dangerous place. There are barbarians at the gates. Our borders are not secure. We have radical Islamists coming across our borders, establishing training camps in this country. We need to have, as Ronald Reagan, the great governor of California, said, and the great president of these United States said, we must have peace through strength. Throwing yeah. down your military is not showing strength. That's right. But this is what you have to understand. There are people in Washington, D.C. that believe that the bill payer for our fiscal irresponsibility over these past years must be on the backs of the men and women that are the greatest amongst us, the veterans that are out here that have served. That is not the case. The budget of the United States military is about 19.5% of our overall budget. But they are taking 50 to 55% of the budget cuts in this country. Last week, the chairman worked hard so that we could bring up a bill that talked about some of these incredible entitlement programs that have grown out of control. In the past 10 years, the food stamp program in the United States of America has grown by 267%. And there are people on the other side. Am I right, Chairman? they rather have people on food stamps than making sure our men and women that are going out there and protecting us have the resources, the weapons, and the training, and their families are taken care of. To me, that's absolutely reprehensible. There are people out there that believe that those of us that served 20-plus years in the military, those of us who received whatever type of wounds, now we should have our TRICARE health care fees tripled. You're right. When there was a promise that was made to each and every one of us that if you gave that service, you and your spouse would have quality health care for the rest of your lives. It's just the same as George Washington said. Future generations will judge their desire to serve this nation based upon how well we treat our veterans. Well, right now, we're not treating our veterans very well. That's why we got to have Chairman Buck McKeon back as the chairman of the Armed Services Committee. We've got to make sure that he has someone as a counterpart at the Senate 
to be able to continue on the policies that he's working for to protect our men and women in uniform. We've got to make sure that we have a real, a true commander-in-chief in the White House that will get the right type of person to be the Secretary of Defense, the Secretary of the Army, the Secretary of the Navy, the Secretary of the Air Force, so we protect our men and women in uniform. Yes. That was uh, Colonel Allen West bringing the pain in Southern California, baby. Definitely doing his thing. Definitely want to give a B.I.G. shout out to Colonel Allen West and everybody out there. We have put in a bid to uh, to get Colonel Allen West to come on the show himself live so we can interview him, we can talk to him because uh, we got a couple things to talk about. You know, I want to bring him here for the people to my show um, live, North Kakalaki, North Kakalaki, North Carolina. Anyway, that's all the show for this evening, folks. I am so, so sorry, but it is Mother's Day, and I'm going to spend the rest, the rest of my evening with my lovely wife and my lovely family, and we're going to celebrate and eat some of this good food that your boy Pudgy cooked on the grill today. Yeah, I can burn a little bit. So shout out to everybody out there, man. I appreciate you guys for rocking with us and listening to the speech. Sorry about the rant that I went on at the beginning of the show. I could have played the rest of uh, Colonel Allen West's speech, but uh, you know what? You guys check me out. Out later, you know, you can hear the rest of the show uh, on another day. You can also catch us next Sunday, same time, same place, as we bring the pain once again on the KIRP radio show, as we always do. I definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with me, and I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful ladies out there, all the lovely ladies out there, all the inspiring mothers, all the current mothers, all the mothers-to-be. Definitely B.I.G. shout-out to you all, and I appreciate what you guys do for me to me, for the world, and all for your kids out there. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to be debating, talking about the old versus the young, and honest, an honest and open opinion. It's going to be open mic, so I want you guys to call in. We're talking about old versus the young, whether it's uh, uh, morality or whether we're talking about laws or what may have you, but we're definitely comparing the old and the young. I challenge you guys to call in and uh, give us some inspiration and uh, give us some information about how you may feel. And, you know, just, just give us your thoughts. So shout out to everybody out there for rocking with us. You're listening to Yolanda Adams, The Battle on the Way Out. Happy Mother's Day for all you mothers out there, man. Thanks for rocking with your boy Pudgy, WMMG's KRRP Radio Show, the number one black conservative show online, Southeastern United States, baby. That's how we do it. I'll see y'all next Sunday.
K-I-R-P Radio!